Hey bitches, welcome back to That's the Worst, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin Ie, and we have a lot of opinions that are well unpopular. Hey, Ie. Hey. <laughs> What's going so, on? Right before this, I was listening to episode 155, and I have to just put up my volume sometimes for us. And I don't know if that's like an us situation or a or like a AirPod situation. You know what I mean? I never have you fe- you have been really quiet for some reason. You think I've been quiet? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I'll maybe you be haven't been quiet. close enough to the mic. Maybe the one fifty-five. And I feel like I've was, been really loud. Uh, one fifty-five. It felt like we were on the same level. Oh, and okay. I just maybe I didn't up pay attention. Turn maybe it I didn't up, pay attention to our up. waves. And I was listening to episode one fifty-five on my way to get my booster Pfizer shot. Everybody, hey, so better than you. Is, oh, he's literally Am better I than all of us. Better than everyone. <laughs> um, I almost posted on my Instagram story, and then I was like, "Oh wait, I actually don't really qualify for this booster shot." Because yeah, I, I maybe wouldn't really. Li- I don't really work in a high-risk environment, but you know what? We have such a surplus of vaccines in the U.S. right now, and I'm going to take advantage of it so I can go. See oh, my mom they've literally they've literally been sitting around waiting for all these fuckers to get theirs. So more the merrier. Well, and that's why the decision that Dr. Walensky made last week was like controversial for a few reasons, but uh, I support her. Number one, the uh, allowing like a broader audience to get a booster shot is said to show unvaccinated people that the vaccine doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? Right. Cause they're like, Oh, like, are we just going to have to keep getting more? The first one didn't do anything. Right. However, we've haven't, you know, approved a booster for we, people have been getting the vaccine for almost a year now. And so they were, they were originally supposed to do it to, for like everybody 16 enough, right. For the booster. That's what um, the data, like a few months ago, that the White House got showed that boosters improve your immune response. Like that's basically what it says. But when you take that into the context of like, should we be giving everybody in the U.S. another dose ethically? Like probably not. So that's what do you why- mean by eth- why do you mean ethically? Because people don't have access. Yeah. Okay. So from like a like, global perspective, because I don't give a shit about anybody here. Well, honestly, that's what the um, decision was when they allowed people older than 12 to do it here, because that was like back maybe in May or something. And like nobody had any vaccines around the world. And we were approving it for ages 12 and up. Younger people. Really lower risk. Yeah. Just because we wanted to get our our economy back on track what the hell is a 12 year old gonna do for the economy well if the if 12 year olds are allowed to get vaccinated they can go out and they can do things and then their parents can pay for things glad we're supporting the mini golf industry like (laughs) sweet (laughs) that's not (laughs) like adolescents are like the biggest demographic of spenders in the economy almost or something like parents spend so much money on their kids and if their kids can't do anything because they're not vaccinated, then the economy is hurt. Because Yet another reason to not procreate. 
the mini golf They're industry. so expensive. <laughs> you think that people are getting vaccinated so they can go mini golfing? Yes, because parents are literally so frustrated. They're like, they want to be able to send their kids out with the babysitter to go to fucking putt putt. Like, <laughs> I when you come to San Francisco, are, you, are we going to go to the urban putt? Hmm. Yep. Oh, okay. Just so I can hit you with the stick. We were joking yesterday, or I don't know, the day before, that I literally is so pliable, and she gets even more pliable when she starts drinking. Like I could literally be like. Okay, I tonight we're doing um we're throwing flaming axes through like <laughs> hoops to get our drinks at the bar and you'd be like, sure. Like great. let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> like I could be like, okay, we're staying in the south side and we're gonna walk all the way over to the north shore. It'll take an hour and a half, but we have to. You'd be like, Like yeah, I'm pretty sure we've amazing. done that. Yeah, haven't we? Yeah. We oh, literally okay. parked our car in Oakland. And then walked to the to North the Shore. Sa- oh, the North Shore? To stay J E. Oh. oh, oh God. <laughs> and then we went and then we went to the South Side because that's where you fell asleep eating the popcorn at the bar. Remember that? <laughs> Best night of my life. And then we stayed on yoga mats and then we got back in our car in the parking garage. No, I think yoga mat wasn't yoga uh, I don't know. Couldn't tell, yeah. We literally, when we were, well, we didn't have that much money when we were in college, but like we acted like we were scrounging. And then we would go to the bar and say, Oh, who are we going to stay with? Like, we we can't take lifts. We have to like walk everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. Good times. Glad we just blow all our money and run up our credit cards. It's great. Whatever. Now we actually like act like we're normal people. Like, I finally felt like when we were in charleston we were finally like okay let's get a nice hotel and like go out somewhere nice and like walk around and get lifts and ubers and stuff. yeah we really did not worry about it and then we went to iceland and we literally ate a hot dog (laughs) like people ask like oh like did you like the cuisine i was like i literally ate a hot dog (laughs) We went to brunch one day and got like eggs, and then I literally got like the the light egg platter. <laughs> you <laughs> did. I, I don't know why you were like skimping on calories. We literally hadn't eaten anything. I think I just like yeah. I don't know. We, we didn't even like get drunk, so I don't know. Um, Whatever. We, that trip, we did eat a lot of like baguettes. Don't you feel? Yeah, like I think that's like, why. Like we just would eat like during the day a lot. And we would be hungry because we were like hiking. Mm-hmm. Not we weren't hiking very far. Not really, but we were like <laughs> driving for a long time without eating anything. Yeah. One of my favorite like situations in Iceland was when we showed up to that one waterfall, the first one, and everybody else looked like they were going up the Appalachian fucking trail. <laughs> like they were, they were hiking up like Mount Kilimanjaro. They mm-hmm. had these like big backpacks and like water they had, like, bottles. They like camelbacks. Oh, yeah. like boots and uh, <laughs> like their jackets were tied around their waist and stuff. It was literally maybe a 10 minute walk up a literal like hill. And it was just like there. a pathway. Like you were yeah. on like a gravel path. Right. I did almost fall like four times because she was wearing strappy sandals. But I, but I was literally wearing like a dress and <laughs> sandals. 
Uh, she did get some strange looks, but it's whatever. Who cares? I look better than everybody there. <laughs> and well, I got a great Instagram. Like... Exactly. I, you know, I was getting a little sad this week because I can't believe it's already going to be October 1st this week. And it feels like summer, like I'm just sad that summer's over. But we did so much this summer. Like even Iceland feels like a long time ago. Charleston feels like a really long time ago. And that was yeah. all this summer. Yeah. I'm like How not do you that feel sad. About Summer's over. Oh, really? No, I literally love fall. I'm so That's excited. True. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so hot. Like, I'm good. I love right now. It's like it's going to be like 70 degrees and sunny like every day for the next week. I feel like you guys get like one week of that sweet spot of like. It's oh, it's nice. going to be. And then it's going to be terrible and I'm literally going to be depressed for three months straight. (laughs) And it's going to be – I am like a little nervous about this winter to be honest. Like I feel like I'm going to – yeah, I don't think it's going to be great. Well, once again, like I don't want to beat COVID with a dead horse, but like we aren't in the greatest spot for flu season coming up and we're not really like sure what you can and cannot do like safely. Like you're still should be wearing your mask inside and stuff like that. So, and everything's going to be inside. You can't really do things out. And I'm just like, and I'm just like thinking about how, like, I mean, hopefully I will have a booster and like, I will be comfortable like eating inside places, but like places aren't, aren't going to reduce their capacity. I don't think. No. So it's, they're going to be like jamming. I think last year there were still maybe capacity re- restrictions winter, during yeah. during the winter. But now it's like places are going to be full capacity and super crowded. And it's just not going to be great. And nobody's kind of, and like not as many people are wearing masks. Tequila cowboy. I don't know. I just I think even in like any like restaurant, they're like really jamming people in. Yeah even now and there is like outdoor seating so mm-hmm. i'm just i would be a little apprehensive about that but i think if i have my booster i'm gonna be like screw it fuck it did your yeah. did um gug get moderna or pfizer pfizer uh, okay do you feel like that mm, i think we're lucky i think we're lucky that she got um the first two so yeah we'll okay. see yeah maybe, maybe we need to instill go, some fear maybe you could go together yeah that would be that would be great but i i really i really don't know well she's gonna be later than me oh okay but <laughs> lol that you went and snuck the line before your crap. i know i was like oh i'm gonna sign her up and then i was like just kidding i'm gonna sign me up <laughs> <laughs> always at the end of the day number one is you i.e nobody me, else me he he hoo, yeah. hoo, hoo. <laughs> Oh, oh my, my gosh. So are um, you you finished Sex in the City and now you're allowed to start watching Gilmore's on Friday? Mm-hmm. October 1st. How do we feel about the end of Sex in the City? That's such Ugh. a good summer show to watch. It was so good. I forgot how good the ending, it, like the last two episodes are. I literally just, the very last episode, I literally cried like the entire episode. Yeah, I kept texting you like, Kev, I'm cr- I can't stop crying. It was, it's just like every part of it is just so good and like so like sentimental and just like, I think they, like what they did with all of the characters at the end is pretty good. And I think it was just brilliant and I didn't want it to end. For and it me, just sucks thinking about like the how the movies go, you know. Like I wish that's one instance where I'm like, 
now that I know what happens in the movies, it's like I wish they hadn't happened, you know? I was just going to say, for me, the series ends at the series. Like, that's it. That's the Yeah. End. The movies are it's just perfect. like a little fantasy spinoff thing. Like, I don't need Which to see. Which is fun. Like, it's definitely, they're good. I mean, the second one's terrible, but like, they're, it's still like fun. And I am excited yeah, for the reboot. For and worth. like, it's going to be fun to like revisit it and like see what they're up to nowadays. Like, I think that'll be funny. But I think I'm hoping that I like view it as like a separate thing in my head I, you know i view it completely as a spinoff like the og six seasons will be the best and like for me you you just like wanted big to be something the entire series and then finally in those last two episodes he was that person that you he wanted was perfect him to be. i know and then for him to go back and be a bad guy again in the movies just like is so annoying and so, I think like, it's just like thin. going against all of the character development. It's like right. a complete yeah, I really don't given how it was going, I really don't think that would have happened. No. Yeah. And it, I'm uh, hoping like uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Maybe he's dead. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't think he is. Well, but. somebody has to be dead because now people are dead in real life. Jesus. Maybe they'll make Stanford die. That would have been really morbid, though, to, like, film a funeral scene before the poor guy even passed away. Well, I wonder if they, like, knew. You know what I mean? Like, he he died of cancer, so I'm wondering if people, like, knew or if he had shared that with anybody. I mean, it seems like him and SJP were, like, super close, so I'm assuming she... And it seemed like the whole cast was pretty close, so... You know what's annoying is, like, in the But maybe he also didn't want to, like, ruin it. In these days of social media, like, if you don't immediately post about somebody dying, like, it's a slight. Like, when... Well, I know. In my head, I was like, oh, my gosh, are they, like, in a feud? Or are they not friends anymore? Like, I'm like, oh, my God, Kim Cattrall posted and she didn't. Like, right. what's going on? And I said when we were on the phone, I was like, just give her a moment. She's, like, not good at social media, number one. And I'm sure she's, like figuring out how she feels and then she came on and she was like okay she must have been getting like a bunch of backlash and i'm sure her publicist was like people want to know what you think but it's like she just lost her friend like leave her alone and then of course there's fucking cynthia nixon like all over her twitter just like capitalizing Mm -hmm. she's literally like camp she's literally gonna make t-shirts like justice (laughs) for stanford like (laughs) r.i.p r.i.p stanford like cancer awareness (laughs) like um do you feel looking back and like re-watching the original series do you feel like they could have made the four of them a little bit more diverse like I in mean, that's like an that's never... like an obvious yes. I feel like a lot of shows now like go a little. I'm not saying they should, but you, they're definitely trying to check a box these days. They're like, okay, well, we're gonna have a black person, we're gonna have an Asian person, we're gonna have like a lesbian, and like they're just like, oh, that's kind of how I feel about the Gossip Girl reboot. Mm. It's just that like didn't really do too well. Like nobody really mm-hmm. talked about that very much. It's just like it seems unreal. It's like what all I mean, I guess like I mean New York City is like a really diverse place. Like there is a yeah. good chance that you would have like a really diverse group of people there, but like it just seems like okay, well we need a storyline about this. We need a storyline mm-hmm. about this and it's just a little bit far-fetched. Like do I think they could have done better even in like the 90s? Yeah. And it seems like a lot of the people in it were, like, very stereotyped. Yeah. 
I don't know. It just feels like sometimes with all of these new like shows that are coming out that it all of the storylines are the exact same thing. It's like um, my your struggles um, as a uh, as a person of color, your struggles as an LGBTQ person, this your struggles as this like Sex and the City was clearly just about like interpersonal relationships between these white ladies and their like boyfriends. Like there was. They and maybe I mean it was like a common lines. it was like a commentary on these women you know that are living in New York City so maybe that's why they cast it like that right maybe they saw it as like this is a stereotypical like friend group of white women in New York and like we're gonna have a story about like all the men they sleep with and they're gonna go to brunch and talk about it well, you, you know, know what what's I mean? crazy is I'm sure back in 1990 or whenever they were casting this, I'm sure putting like a blonde, a brunette and a redhead like together was like that was probably like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. crazy. Like, it's not like a group of all like blonde white women. It's like, oh, right. we're going to throw in like curly haired girl. Time. And like and she had like the short hair to begin with. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would like to like hear what they were thinking at that time. Well, I th- I'm thinking probably it's based on Candace Bushnell and her Candace Bushnell. That book. Right? What's her name? Yeah. yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and like her <laughs> life, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't really know much about the book. I thought that the series was like based off of it. Yeah, it is. I just don't know how. Like, it's a collection of essays based on her and her friends' lifestyles. Yeah, so it's like her experience. I wonder what she's up to. They said that, um, and just like that should be ready sometime over the holidays, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think it's going to take like as long. Because it's only 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's going to be like so fast. Maybe they will do it like week by week. In, would you like that in that instance? I know you don't usually like that. I don't know. Like, I do wish, like, I feel like if it were all out at one time, I would watch it in two days and then be sad it's over maybe. But, like, yeah. I do, I don't know. Well, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. If not if they're 10 hour long episodes. That's true. Then it would feel like, oh, I have a new, like, movie every week, basically. Yeah, that's long. But, like, the original episodes were only, like, 30 minutes. They're pretty right? short. Yeah. 25. <clears throat> I wonder if oh. they'll do the same theme song. They freaking better. Did they use that in the movie? The first one, maybe. They did They did that, like, Fergie song, remember, that uses it? <laughs> Labels are love. Oh, it's like, okay. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. I, I can hear it <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I'd watch the first movie again just for Jennifer Hudson and her purse. That is the ugliest fucking purse I've ever seen. <laughs> I it's so sad watching it get darker on your end over there. <laughs> it was so light. It was so ago. bright before and now it's literally shine bright like a diamond. Seven PM. The so time I, that when my where my day goes to die. Speaking of all these women and their relationships, how's <laughs> everything in your life going? <laughs> That's a great question, Kev. Um you know, it's really just been uh, a shuffle, a shuffle on the apps recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of fish out there, not a whole lot of hooks. <laughs> um, 
we're hookless. Yeah, we're pretty hookless. Um, yeah, have I don't really that have new TikTok sound that's like the Real Housewives or something where she's like, Tom's house got broken into. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> that's me like trying me to like me come me up with something <laughs> while Tom's house burned to the ground. And, um. Yeah, I don't know. I've had a few people. I had that guy like ask if I wanted to go to carnivores. I just, I, I don't know. I guess why, I could go not? at some point. Yeah. I don't know. I just like I go through these like moods where I'm like, I was in like a good mood over the weekend, so I'm like, I really want to go on a date next week, and then it comes to Monday, and I'm like tired from work, and I'm like, I would literally rather die. So I just need to like suck it up and like go on a date. Yeah. Um. I oh got some neighbor friends. Um, I like gave another guy my phone number, so we'll see if anything happens with that. I don't know. I'm just I haven't been hasn't been great. Um, so feels like there's a lot of like fall activities you could do for a first date that's not just like going somewhere and sitting like pumpkin patch or you know. That sounds so cringy, but maybe. I don't know. I feel like apple, that would be like a good pecking. like like second date maybe. Okay. What's your ideal first date? I think just like drinks. So then what's wrong with carnivores? Um, I just like didn't want to go to carnivores yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he was like, sort of like aggressive about it. It was just like, oh, I see you live here. Let's go to carnivores tomorrow. See, I don't I guess that's not really that aggressive because I also like appreciate when people are just direct. So that's I don't know. Exactly what I was <laughs> gonna say. Sometimes you like when people are like assertive. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, that's offensive. Like once again, the extreme podcast. It's here. I Miss Extreme Extreme host. Machine over here. Yeah. I hate Kev. Um, I'm doing this so much of this at my job this week. I don't like it, Kev. I'm not doing any of this at my job this week. I don't like it, Kev. I'm- I know, and that's why I'm like, that's why I just like don't mention it because I know I sound <laughs> annoying. I but just it's don't fun. say anything. I like hearing about it. You like, but then my this extremes? is funny hearing. Oh, um, usually you're like, oh, they keep wanting to do small talk, and nobody will just ask me to go somewhere. And then now it's like, oh, but this guy was asking a little bit too much to go somewhere. Yeah, I listened to this podcast the other week and it was like, this girl was like, you should never like have to initiate any of the plans. She's like, you need to be courted. Oh, and I for was the like, love of and I was, and for a second I was like, yeah, you're right. I do need to be courted. Is this like Bridgerton? <laughs> do you agree no. with that? I mean, these, I feel like the people, I forget what, it may have been Girls Gotta Eat. I can't remember. I feel like they're pretty like progressive people. And they were so like, I never, I never initiate like, she's like at the beginning, like I never initiate like any plans. Like I just want like, I want them to court me. And then eventually like once you've seen each other like multiple times, like then you can like both come up with things. But like at the beginning, like it should be in the, like in their hands. But then doesn't that make the person feel like you don't really like give a shit? If every time it's like, oh, what do you want to do? I don't know. Like, or you you come up with it or something. Like, it should be right. a give and take. That's like kind of how I felt with that guy. The, um, what did you call him? A climber. Yeah, the, cl- the climber. <laughs> he like, 
I feel like I had to like pull teeth to like make plans with him. Mm. Like we had been like back and forth on the apps and I had like, I think I initiated, it was like, Hey, here's my number. Like if you want to grab a drink sometime. And then he, he was like, okay, like I'm going away this weekend. Like I'll text you next week. And then it was like Wednesday or something. And like, I still hadn't heard from him. So then I like messaged him again, was like, Oh, how was your weekend? He was like, Oh yeah, sorry. Like, it's like, hello. Like, why didn't you message me the minute you got back (laughs) that's fine wait and then i then for like our second date like i also had to be i also kind of had to initiate it so it was just like okay why am i like doing all the work here okay this other guy wanted to do all the work for you and take you to carnivores literally court you on the way to carnivores it's a carnivores come on like i just well what's like what if somebody was like I want to go to this place and you would you be like oh my gosh that sounds great no it's not it's it's not even the place I just like gen like me myself like did not want to go to carnivores yesterday like I don't want to go to like Mondays are stressful for me I don't want to go on a date on a Monday <laughs> like I know I'm otherwise pretty particular but it's like really any other day I would be willing okay for those so, of you listening at home, um, Carnivores is this bar literally around the corner from IE. And when we were drinking and I was like, let's go to Carnivores, she was like, oh, Kev, it's so great. They have this cheese fry bar. Like they have this whole menu <laughs> for cheese fries. And I was like, oh, it's so great. I love cheese fries. So we get there and I'm like, okay, IE, where's the cheese fry menu? It's literally, it's literally on the side panel. It says like fries and you can get cheese and gravy. So then I was like, okay, I'll have tater tots and we got cheese. And it was literally this little Dixie cup of cheese. Like, wow, that was, those are the best cheese fries Because of Win Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. The it just doesn't, itself. it doesn't really bring back the best mem- memories for me. So I don't know if I want to have another first date there. Got it. You know, maybe. But no, just I mean like it's maybe, a fight. Maybe a you need to rip place. the band-aid off again. Like just get that experience out of your head. Yeah. I yeah. Just a little trauma. It's fine. I'm kidding. Speaking of trauma, <laughs> let's talk about music. Wow, I'm so glad that update's over. <laughs> Hopefully I'll have some more material next time. I'm gonna you work kept, on like, it. Looking around like you know when I'm nervous because I can't else. make eye contact with I you. Know. I'm like, hello, I'm right here. I didn't really have much to say. Um, what trauma are we going to talk about first? The Tony Awards or Lula? Yeah, the Tonys. I, let's get Tony Tonys. Awards over with. I don't think yeah, it's that interesting. And like, I feel like we want to. I feel like we want to dive into um, Lula Rich. So, let's just go through the winners quickly. Um. We had already talked about the nominees, so I'm not even going to read the nominees. I'm just going to say who won. So um, Moulin Rouge won Best Musical. Great. Nice. The The one category you have to read the nominees is the one with Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Hiddleston. Great. And that'll be a great segue for us. Yeah. Actually. Um, Best Play went to The Inheritance. Best Revival of a Play went to A Soldier's Play. Best book of a musical went to Jagged Little Pill. Original score, A Christmas Carol. Um, 
Best performance by an actor in a leading role in a play. This is that one. Why do I need to read all of them? Oh, I just mean, is this the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? And yeah, Tom so Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Hiddleston were both nominated. They did not win, but Andrew oh. Burnap won for The Inheritance. Sweet. Um, best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play went to Mary Louise Parker for The Sound Inside. Best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical went to Aaron Tveit for Moulin Rouge. Best performance by was an actress. Was he the one that was the only one nominated? Yes. So he did Good not have much. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Um, best performance by an actress in a leading role in a musical went to Adrian Warren for Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Mm. Um, best performance by an actor in a featured role. In a p- okay, we're kind of running out of steam here. Um, David Allen Grier, a soldier's play. I don't know what featured role is. I don't recognize any of these people, so... That's um, it. So basically, best, it was like the best Moulin scenic Rouge. design of a musical went to Moulin Rouge. So they pretty much swept it. Oh my gosh, Alexa! Jeez, she literally scares me so much when she just pops up out of there. Um, um, I watched a TikTok today where in the Aladdin musical, they used to have the flying carpet fly over the audience, and oh, one wow. time it literally did. They tipped, fall? Yeah, tipped over. Thankfully, they were like strapped in but they had to evacuate the whole theater and get like a crane up to get them down. And then oh my the, God. the flying carpet was retired for a year and a half. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Um, I forgot there was an Aladdin stage musical. Dun, 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 dun. I'd watch it. I like Aladdin. Um, okay. So that was my Tony thing. You had a Tony thing. So, The Tony Awards present Broadway's back crash to all-time low viewership of 2.6 million. That's still a lot of people. Um, The much-nominated and tremendous slave play came up empty-handed, and Jack Little Pill's Lauren Patton showed exactly what an acceptance speech should be. Sunday night at CBS took the Tony Awards to a whole new stage stage of sorts. Um, streamlining the ceremony for the 21st century in a manner the Oscars and others would do well to take notes from Paramount Plus and its corporate broadcast network cousin on Sunday night weaved a two hour live streamed 74th annual Tony Awards and immediately following the two hour broadcast concert special the Tony Awards present Broadway's back well I didn't know that any of that happened Mm-mm. Hosted by past Tony and Grammy winner Leslie Odom Jr., who was once in a little production called Hamilton, the two-pronged uh. approach put the spotlight on the best of the 2019-2020 theater season, just as Broadway itself is finally reopening from the coronavirus pandemic. Still delayed more than a year because of COVID and delayed on the West Coast last night, the Tonys took a real hit ratings-wise. da 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 da, da. Um down a hard 51% from the 73rd annual ceremony held on June 9th, 2019, which was the last time. Like the the latest episode of Big Brother got more views than the Tony Awards. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> 60 <laughs> minutes got more views than the Tony Awards. The the 2019 Tonys were at the Radio City Musical hall hosted by james corden and that's probably where the COVID 19 pandemic began honestly um, yeah and then basically this article just says that more people watched football than the things more people watched the simpsons 
so that's so pathetic like people still watch the simpsons if you are one of those people you are pathetic did you see though that family guy did a vaccine psa it's pretty good i do think family guy's kind of funny it can be funny sometimes they have a i just think it's funny because it's like so offensive at the end they're like please do this or gal gadot will record another video singing like it's a beautiful world or whatever remember that oh yeah and she reposted it and was like i promise to never do that again (laughs) think of all the people the people have that's... you been seeing that new animated like royal show that's on HBO Max? And the one you've sent me TikToks of? Yeah. Oh, I thought I didn't realize that was its own thing. I thought it was literally Family Guy or something. I thought it was too, but it's its own show. It's called like George or Royals or something. And oh, have it's... you watched it? No, but the TikToks are so good. I think it's on my list to watch. I think I just I would think watch those it. ones of Camilla, Camilla are so funny, like a fucking horse. <laughs> like give her sugar cube, like <laughs> <laughs> she never like speaks. It's just like her mouth. Yeah, it's just um, like chomp chomp. Anyway, our lovely lady Chrissy Teigen was supporting John Legend at the 2021 Tony Awards, joking about her dress bring a Broadway double D. Um, John Legend performed a oh tribute my. to the Broadway wow. show Aunt Too Proud during the 74th annual Tony Awards on Sunday. She Her boobs are kind of like really large. That, that does not you look think, very good. Can you tell that she got like that fat removed from her cheeks? You mean, what do you mean she got fat removed? I was trying to talk to somebody about this the other day. She, I'll look it up on CNN. She literally like got a cheek removal like cheek skin removal you know can how i do that are always kind of big yeah she um, got them removed yeah a little bit. so now they're a little like, bit and she got that jawline thing done too i would love i would literally pay so much money for that like a ch- like I throw away my ice roller that <laughs> yes i do i'm literally like a lump Okay. At the 74th annual Tony Awards on Sunday night, Legend performed a special tribute to Ain't Too Proud Musical, which is based on The Temptations. Tegan shared videos from the front row where she enjoyed her husband's show. The pair, who share son Miles 3 and daughter Luna 5, also walked the red carpet together, spending a parents' night out together for the award show, which honored the reopening of Broadway uh, after the pandemic shutdown. Um, let's see here. Anything else? Tegan and Legend first met in 2006. So we already talked about all this. Um, how are we feeling these days about Ms. Tegan? I.e. I feel like she's Sunday, been super quiet. I haven't really she marked 70 days of sobriety. Yeah, I feel like she's going to be like less funny now that she's sober. <laughs> A little bit. I I don't um, know. I feel like she said she would like post funny stuff because she was like drunk. I mean, good for her. Yeah. I don't know what her, um, you know, what the uh, rationale behind the sobriety is. Remember that time she just, she was just like, I'm so out of control. Because of her drinking. Yeah. Oh. I think she said that at some, it was like a while ago, but then I'm pretty sure she drank again and then now she's doing it again. But I remember she was just like, I can't. Like, it's gotten to the point where she, like, couldn't do anything without drinking. Oh. And she would just, like, do, like, dumb stuff. Same. Yeah. Um, 
Well, my kitchen is now sponsored by Cravings Collection, Chrissy Teigen, because everything was on sale at Macy's. So I have tumblers and pots and pans and baking sheets. It's amazing. Is it nice stuff? Yeah, it's really nice. And it, I mean, I've it never was bought any sale, of her stuff. Like, it was pretty good. Oh, yeah, because all the stores wanted to get rid of it. <laughs> I know. I feel bad. I wonder if they sell it. Did they get rid of it at Target? You didn't get it at Target, right? No, Macy's. Oh, Macy's. Huh. So today is also a special day because it is allegedly the five-year anniversary of Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. And that is, I think maybe, I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. So we're going to go through a little timeline of how they met. So May 2nd, 2016, they may have met at the Met Gala. Um, nobody knows for sure when Swift and Alwyn met, but sleuths had determined the song Dress on her 2017 album Reputation might refer to their first meeting. The lyrics in question. Flashback to when you met me, your buzz cut and my hair bleached, and her hair was bleached that day, that year at the Met Gala. Oh, wow. At the time, Swift was still dating Harris, and this was also the night she made, met Hiddleston and danced goofily with him in a video that went viral and later sparked the rebound heard were on the world. It was an oh, so she was oh, so she was still with Calvin Harris when she just first met. Interesting, Joe. huh? So on October twelfth, twenty sixteen, Swift and Alwyn attend the same Kings of Leon concert. A month after breaking up with Hiddleston, Swift went to a Kings of Leon show with her friends. Online sleuths have determined that Alwyn was at the show as well, but we're not sure if they went together. They were just at the show together. I mean, people they were, um, truly just at need the show. to get a life <laughs> um, sorry uh, then on November 2016 they Swift went to his movie screening so that's like getting a little bit more serious and then May 16th 2017 reports emerged that they're dating so I'm not sure why people are saying today's the five year anniversary but because that would have had to be October 16th. What's today's date? <laughs> what September is today? 28th. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> they would have, um, I would say that their anniversary, their five year anniversary would be this upcoming May 2022. Right. Oh wait, but then it says a source. No, but that—that's literally the when sun. they just met. That wouldn't be their anniversary. She was literally dating someone else, and then someone else. May twenty seventeen is when they first started dating. May twenty sixteen. Oh oh oh! oh. I didn't get—I didn't get that far. Okay, sorry. So, but then it says that sources say that they had been together for a few months. This isn't a new couple alert or a secret relationship. The only people that has been a secret is to the media because all of us, Taylor and Joe's closest friends, were aware that they have been together for several months and have known each other for a long time. After her 1989 tour, the best thing that's ever happened to this earth, and all the attention Taylor received, she learned she had to be more protective of her personal life, and she and Joe decided early on to keep their life private, much to our chagrin. Um. So then there's just a bunch of other, like, dumb things. They had coordinating cactus photos on Instagram in 2018. Like, cool. Ed Sheeran was the one who spilled the beans. <laughs> Sweet. 
2018, she finally said something about him on social media. Maybe one because of one of his movies. Interesting. The favorite is absolutely phenomenal, and it opens in N- New York and L.A. tomorrow. Swipe to see the cities and dates at Joe.Alwyn. Um, so, yeah, happy, you know, relationship to her. But as I would once say, she's not going to make any new good music until they break up. So it's that's true. All she wrote. I'm sticking to it. She's going to have to keep making up stories about fake people. I guess in 2019, they did go to the BAFTAs together. I forgot about that. Yeah, they have gone to things together now, but they just like don't make a big deal out of it. You're my, my, my lover. I just like, I just still can't get over the fact that they look like siblings. Yeah, he looks like Austin Swift. Yeah, it's just strange to me, but whatever. Well, January 1st, 2020, they went to the Maldives. Very nice. Did we even see any pictures of that? No, there's literally no pictures here. Wow, January 31st, 2020, Miss Americana, Netflix. Nice. Oh, wow. Such a dumb documentary. All right. Uh, you want to move on to Lurich? Let's do it. Sorry, I need to turn a light on because I'm getting like, it got so I dark. I know, look. it's so dark. So there's this new documentary on Amazon Prime and it's called Lula Rich. And it chronicles Lula Row, the multi-level marketing company in four episodes. And I want to hear more about the backstory that hopefully you have. Um, and because I want to know if those two owners like knew they were recording this for a documentary. I thought that they did not know that this was going to be about like how they've defrauded millions. Oh, I have no idea. Like, I don't think that they signed up to be on Lula Rich, the podcast or like the mini series. Right. I mean, I think that they thought it was like, Oh, we're getting interviewed to talk about our company's like our great success and like successful our company, yeah. amazing, like business model. Um, so did you like know what Lula Row was before this? Um, I guess I had heard about it, but I hadn't really understood that like the the tights of it all. Mm-hmm. So I do like I'm just trying to think of like I mean, you hear all these crazy things like happening with MLMs and like I do remember here like I think I saw people like posting about them on Facebook and I feel like people would like go live on Facebook and stuff about them namely like people from high school probably about them or like selling stuff no no like selling it like they were like yeah, yeah, yeah. yep um so I do remember that I remember being like those are the ugliest thing but I do sometimes remember hearing like oh these are the best leggings like they're so comfortable blah 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 you heard that from people selling them or buying them no from like people like people oh. in the world like i think this was probably like when was their big moment like 2016, 2016. 2017 ish yeah. that's like when they were super popular but i yeah i never really knew like i knew it was like a pyramid scheme but i didn't realize that like people were really getting scammed 
the buy whole it. bonus thing that was the one thing that I didn't really understand and it is crazy the amount that people at the top were making compared to the people at the bottom and it's interesting on this podcast that I was listening to today she she would literally like she got so into it and was like looking up like financial statements and like public like financial statements and like they really only like report like as like profits they really only like reported on the bonuses because that really was like their main form of income with it were the bonuses the the people who worked for it only reported that as their income i guess that's the only like thing that people that worked for the company reported but also like those people weren't they were like independent contractors so they technically weren't i don't think they were being paid by like lula roe they weren't like employees of LuLaRoe. They were independent okay. contract because it was that whole thing like they were trying to get these women in being like, be your own boss. Like you're, they kept saying over and over like work like part-time hours for full-time pay. Full-time like pay. Yeah. if you're like a full-time stay-at-home mom, like this is something that you can do and like you can make another income. And I remember another part, sorry, I'm like going, I'm just remembering things that were in it about how they like, once they were in really deep, they would be like, your husband should quit his job and like Mm -hmm. help out with the business. So it's like they were also taking down like entire families, which was just so crazy. Well, and that's when they said like, they want us to be so dependent on their income that we have to keep going. Right. Um, Should we like talk a little bit i want to talk about like the founders i just spelled it wrong did you see those articles that i sent you oh did i didn't see if they had anything about the people i can walk through these so um so these are four shockingly manipulative work moments in the lula rich documentary so um in Lula Rich, Amazon's new docuseries about the popular multi-level marketing company LulaRoe, viewers are shown a video ad with happy women waving their children off to school, hugging each other, and smiling at the camera. You are smart, compassionate, confident, free, a voiceover says. We are mothers building a community, making a difference through social retail. We are LulaRoe. <laughs> I also hated social how retail. she like named it after. She's like, my grandchildren's names are Lucy La mm-hmm. something and Rowan or and yeah, like that's the dumbest name. Um, so how did a company selling leggings become about mother's empowerment? This is the story of many MLMs, but it's definitely the story of Lularoe. Um, so the brand succeeded by targeting a group of stay-at-home moms seeking financial security and extra income in a country where there's no universal daycare or guaranteed paid time off for parenthood. See, it's mm. like our country is just like perpetuating that. Mm-hmm. Um, it earned revenue by selling stock to retailers, often called consultants, who paid a $5,000 startup fee just for the privilege of buying their stock and recruited others to do the same. Interesting. Um, the CEO, Mark Stidman, plainly put it in the documentary, if you want to create incredible wealth, identify an underutilized resource. And you know what? There is an un- underutilized resource of stay-at-home moms. The women he roped in weren't just selling leggings with printed hamburgers on the crotch. They were told that they were putting – I thought that was so funny. They were putting, told they were putting their family first and joining a movement. 
For a few years, LuLaRoe was quite good at spreading the gospel of hashtag boss babes and equating empowerment with selling printed clothes. The company generated $2.3 billion in sales in 2017, but then scandal started rocking the business, including allegations of moldy, low-quality product, copyright infringement, and lawsuits calling LuLaRoe a pyramid scheme. Um, what sets this documentary apart from others about the company's dramatic rise and fall is the participation of Lula Rose's two co-founders, Deanne Stidman, who plays a blessed innocent when questioned by lawyers and filmmakers, and her husband, Mark, who is eager to position himself as a well-meaning patriarch. This allows viewers to see many of the tools of manipulation that their leadership employed to keep their consultants in line, red flags that could happen in other companies. Here is what to watch out for. So number one, Lula Rowe told women that joining up meant putting their husbands and families first. The documentary like details said. how Lula Rowe was sold not just as a side hustle to generate income, but as a way to strengthen families. Um, Deanne said that she wanted to give women an opportunity to help ease the stress, financial stress, to be able to give something to their families and give back to their husband. And it's also like um, you find out that they're all like Mormon so it's right. all like rooted in this like crazy religious shit. So it's like yep. you're already like built on base. I mean, like that Mormons are like in a cult. The one much. episode where the the son started crying because he was like, they asked us for help. And it's like, you're a psychopath. They don't want to pay somebody to do like marketing and accounting. So they're going to make you do it as their right. kid. So and you crazy. have to. Right. Um, but then MLM, MLM experts caution that this sets up unrealistic expectations about how much work an MLM takes. Um, it's estimated that as many as 99% of people participating in MLMs do not make any money. Um, so this idea that you're going to have time for your family while making all the money magically, it doesn't hold water. You have to be super involved to keep the money flowing. Um the their leadership wanted their retailers to maintain really strict gender roles. Deanne, whose Mormon mother authored a book on how to attract and keep the right man mm-hmm. through submission, disseminated these teachings to her sellers. That's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, a retailer in the documentary said Deanne referred to her only her referred to her only by her role as wife instead of her name. In another extreme example. Former LuLaRoe seller Roberta Blevins told filmmakers that in a company setting, Deanne said something to the effect of, all you have to do as a woman is just get on your knees for five minutes a day and please your husband, and then your husband will let you buy whatever you want. Ironically, (laughs) although LuLaRoe and many other MLMs claim sellers are putting their families first, participants are under constant pressure to produce and recruit and make it their priority. Um... A lot of times they had to cut their vacation short. They missed out on time with their children. They ended up dragging their families into more debt because, like, you had to put all of this money down at the beginning mm-hmm. and, like, purchase $5, the merchandise. And a lot of times, like, another thing they said – I can't remember if they said this in the documentary, but, like, they wouldn't even – you would put all this money down and then you wouldn't even get leggings, which was, like, like the most popular item. You would get other stuff that wasn't as popular and, like, Maxi wasn't skirts. selling it. Yeah. And she also talked about how, like, modest all of the clothes were. Like, yeah. they were all, like, super long skirts, everything. leggings. Yeah. yeah. So it was, was all just, just... on their Instagram. It's so scary. Yeah. And it's just crazy that, like, you can still go buy this shit. Like, it's yeah, still... Yeah, they posted yesterday. 
it's still out there. Um, okay, I won't read as much detail because this is a long article, but um, they attempted to assert intrusive control over their retailers' appearance. Um, one of the big things was that they were encouraging people to have weight loss surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, in so Mexico. They were like Mexico. all going. So they were telling people um, to get gastric sleeve operation in Tijuana, and they were Jesus. called Tijuana Rose Skinnies. In a group chat. Oh, in a group chat, yeah. Um, and then another woman was told to change her clothes when she wasn't wearing LuLaRoe. I loved when that girl, she was literally like, I was literally wearing like Gucci, and they told me to change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, what are you wearing? And she was like, I forget what designer it was, but it's like, much nicer obviously and they were like no like you need to put on LuLaRoe um and so um and clearly like they were trying to make everybody look the same by what they were wearing which is like a tactic in cults Mm -hmm. um and let's see yeah so basically like this expert was saying that um LuLaRoe checked like most of the boxes for what qualify something as a cult um there were dietary restrictions um and someone ended up being hospitalized after their weight loss procedure so it's just like what this forced people to be like why am i like making all of these sacrifices and changes for something so crazy um and then LuLaRoe also sent the false message that individuals alone are in charge and responsible for their success um it's like and i think this is a pretty common thing with mlms it's like this is your business you're a business owner like but you're really not um it's like being in charge is a message the company still sells on its join LuLaRoe website page you decide how much and when you want to work you decide what you want out of your business which i guess is technically true because you have to like work your ass off like if you don't do anything you don't make any money exactly so basically like if you fail at this business, that's your fault um, and not a result of being at the bottom of the pyramid because it's like you go in and like you know what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Can um, I just say how annoying would it be to be friends with somebody who's in LuLaRoe? Like I'm, th- these women were like, oh, I do parties like six times a week. Like can you imagine getting those Facebook invites? Like another fucking leggings part, leggings party. Literally, like, leggings. Oh, she's gonna be there. There's, she's gonna be there again, selling her damn skirts. Like, how annoying! I'd be like, I can't be. I friends think with it you literally. Anymore. No, it would literally be like, nope, we're good. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what else? Um, sorry, this is like super long. You can the CNN one yeah. is a little bit more of like an overview. Yeah, I'll go to that next. I'm just trying to see what the main points are. And then the LuLaRoe leaders were the people who insisted that consultants were either in or out. So when sellers were joining LuLaRoe, they were given supporting sounding titles like trainer, coach, or mentor as they moved up the ranks. Um, But that camaraderie ended once sellers questioned um, the stidums or attempted to leave, which is exactly what happens when you try to like leave a cult. Mm Um. And Harwood, I can't, which one was Harwood? I don't know. Said that when she finally left, saying that LuLaRoe owed her approximately $100,000, other members were instructed not to talk with her or they would be terminated. <laughs> um, so basically, like, they were using, 
like excommunication tactics mm-hmm. um and they make you lose all of your friends first and all the people you have left are in lula so it's like you're destroying all of your friendships like in the real world and then you're also trying to leave this cult and that's like where the only people you know are right um so let's go oh i think that's everything in that one let's it just see made me else. feel bad for these poor women at home because i'm sure they like went to their husband and they were like hey can i have five thousand dollars to like start this business and then either you do do really well with it or you don't get anything and it's a constant yeah. uphill battle i just i think it's crazy that like people like women are still getting sucked into these things these days when it's like pretty Daily. well known that Daily. these that these types of companies are total bullshit it's like clear it's like are they just do they really just not know i remember one time like are I they really that like uneducated at the campus center third floor about like a juice thing like somebody was literally really? selling like juices and they were like i have a car like i got a car from selling juices like everybody should join this juice thing and they're good at it to like dumb people it's like they're good at like recruiting you and then it's like wait a second why am i selling juices like why would I be <laughs> to people that? who's gonna buy juices from me at in college uh, in college like it was so strange that literally happened to vjo one time at this wine thing that we went to and she met this woman who was selling like mary Kay. oh no and this one was like i got like a cadillac like and you can get one too and Ron, she's literally like oh give me your business card like <laughs> <laughs> and this woman would literally show up at her house and ask it was to sell mary Kay. She would come in and do like a demonstration at their oh, house. No. And she oh, no, and like no. she kept like contacting her. It's like, I'm not giving this woman my phone number. I know exactly what this is, but Veronica's like, Yeah, sure. Here's my phone number. Come on like in. I'd love I to hear, hear about them. Yeah. I'd love to hear like she did a demonstration of these makeup products for like her and her oh, mom. For the love of Christ. Yeah. It's just that just so sounds so much worse than like a nine to five. Like just like that sounds and that's so like much what harder. they're like. Oh, I can make my own schedule. I just I also love those ones where like these women go to these big like national conventions. Well, and that's stuff. what I just saw on the Instagram. They're having their annual trip in um in Cancun, Mexico. Shit. Yeah. Of course, they're go. all unvaccinated going to Cancun. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's hilarious. Um, anyway, let's see if there are any other interesting pieces in this CNN article. So this one is um, talking oh about God. the spectacular. There's what? somebody that we know that follows LuLaRoe, and I'll send it to you via text message. So oh, I can't wait. Um, let's see if there's anything else interesting in here. I think I feel like we're basically repeating. Um, I'm glad see. that MLM's finally got like a nice in-depth documentary, you know? Yeah. And it's like there's so many different kinds. And it's like it feels like one like this seems pretty mild compared to something like the Nexium cult, right. which like started as like, oh, self-help. Um Oh, let's see. Oh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) 
huh. <laughs> That's not who I thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, it's still like, it's still problematic. And there's like, so there are so many different um, ones still out there. And there are a couple other documentaries. There's one about, um, it's called On Becoming a God in Central Florida. It stars Kirsten Dunst. Oh, I've heard of that. I want to. about I, an MLM? Yeah, it's about a woman who leaves her job as a water park staffer in the 90s to move up the ranks of fictional, M- oh, it's like fiction, of MLM founders, American merchandise. It's just like a movie. good. Yeah, we I should watch I've heard that. of that. That sounds yeah. really good. Um, I thought this documentary was so well done and so interesting. Yeah, I did too. I think it was good. It was just like four episodes, like like 45 minutes. Yeah, something like that. Each, like nothing too crazy. Um, I think this was like a good thing. Like everybody, like a lot of people were watching it. Like I think people mm-hmm. were interested. And I, I feel like this is the first that's like pretty large scale for like a um, an MLM of this scale i guess not one that's mm-hmm. literally like raping people so that's you know right. i feel like that one just felt so like far-fetched you know what i mean mm. it's not like not as many like normal people were involved with yeah, that like anybody could get sucked into this and i'm i'm interested to see what happens with all these lawsuits i don't mm-hmm. think any of them have really like come to fruition yet but hopefully they will well it's funny because like people at like a girl at work, like on a call, was literally like, "I used to sell Lularoe." Oh my god! Yeah, I think it's so terrible. They, their, even their Instagram just says women's clothing. Like they specifically target women because they know in the Mormon faith that, like, or they think that women are like these, like, defenseless creatures that need. And they're to be, like, like, I just want to shop, shop till I drop all day. Like while my I husband. Want these fun patterns of like clothes, like that's so 1950s, and they're just like right. still capitalizing on it now. I kind of want to get some like themed like holiday leggings <laughs> they are selling i'd them. literally I rather them on instagram i'd literally rather you could die. get like spider webs ew um yeah so if you had to be in an lmlm i what would you sell um something like i don't know maybe like a smoothie or something <laughs> yeah yours would definitely be health related like, like neutral life like i wouldn't want to do i wouldn't want to do beach body because i wouldn't have want to have to record myself doing workouts <laughs> <laughs> like that would be so terrible i hope people that do that like i've had a lot of people do that and then they stop doing it i hope they look back and they're like wow i was literally annoying like doing yeah herpes on my instagram live it's like you're very annoying and you don't and that was an, an someone else at work was like Oh yeah, like when I lost weight last year, like I realized that my program was an MLM. Cause she was like, Oh, this woman kept being like, I think you'd be a great coach, like blah, blah, blah. And she was no. like, I'm good. Thank you. No. It's like she got what she wanted out of it, but she wasn't trying right. to like trying to Take jump right into that. Others. That's what it is. Exactly. So what one would you be in? Uh I don't think I could do it. Honestly, I don't think I could do any of them. You do better than I would. Hmm. I would just be like, it would just be so cringy that I would have to like Facebook message people and stuff. That's what it is. Yeah. You have to take advantage of the people around you. 
it would be so terrible. Like I'd have to like Facebook message all these like old people. See, I can't even think about it because these are so targeted towards women. Like it's that's true. Like you don't hear of like MLMs for men. Yeah. Maybe we should start one. Like, what are you gonna sell? Cologne. (laughs) 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 Like uh, insecurity. Like I don't know what do men have a lot of sell insecure. You think men have a lot of insecurity? No, like we could like uh, create insecure, capitalize on their insecurities. Like, oh, you know what would sell is like Like balding, balding. Yeah, yeah. Like wigs or something. (laughs) (laughs) Designer wigs. Let's close out before we step into some bad territory here. (laughs) Oh well, we're already an hour three minutes. Jeez. All right, everyone. Well, if you want to join our MLM, please um, follow us on follow Twitter us on at thatsource underscore and at thatsourcepod on Instagram, the biggest MLM around. <laughs> They'll be sure to manipulate you over there um, and give us a follow or subscribe or whatever on Apple Podcasts <laughs> or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and we'll catch you next time. We're Kevin Ie, and that was literally catch the worst. you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.